Hello again, and welcome to Super Deluxe Gamescast for Thursday, July 7th. If you're not already aware, SDGC meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines and the politics of both the art form and the industry. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, thank you for joining us tonight. Feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a sub. Who knows? How is everybody doing tonight? It's another Thursday night uh, in these in these trying times, and I have been very excited about this episode for quite some time because I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably my game of the year right now. I've already played through it three times. And we have, uh, so three times, three times. (laughs) uh, First, we had uh, Brianna White, the voice of Arathon. And now we are joined by John Eric Bentley, the voice of Barrett Wallace. Uh, What's up, everybody? This is so cool, man. Thank you so uh, much for joining us. It's You're, it's you're thanking surreal. me. I'm like a fan of the show. Listen, <laughs> I heard about you guys through Darren, uh, who's one of the lead guys over at Rusty Rupees. Yeah. And yeah. he and I were the ones who were walking at PAX, and he saw you eating. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the dude. <laughs> and this was like early on when I wasn't even like understanding what social media was, much less doing podcasts. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you want to go say hey to him? He's like, no, nah, he's eating. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. He's eating. Let's go. So it, we just, didn't. I, I just I, I just want to point out and I'm sure everybody here will echo it. Hearing that hearing that you were already a fan of this podcast is kind of blowing yes. my mind in a way I right? can't like, really what describe is right now. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm tripping that you guys are like, yeah, congratulations. I'm like, but man, in I'm the excited best way. to see you all. Yeah. Man, <laughs> this is, this, this all. is so cool. Thank you. I, I mean, I said it before we started, but thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. This is this is a real treat. Oh, you got it, bro. You got it. Thank you. And, and I needed this uh, during these crazy times that we're dealing with right now. I really, really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. You're, you're a godsend right now. Uh, Finn, before go ahead, we start man. the show, I, I have a very pressing question for our guest. And, uh-oh, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Could, could you? Oh, boy. This is, this is more just for me. You know, uh, feel no, free anyone I else to join us. No, I will not do his voice. <laughs> no, it wasn't even <laughs> what I was going to ask. I would, however, like to know, could you please deputize me into Avalanche? I, I feel well, like you have the authority. You know it's a process. <laughs> me and Finn did both get interrogated by Turks at PAX, so. <laughs> we both did. Right. <laughs> Finn, I just okay. What kind of weapon you got, Finn? Just let me know. Oh, I mean, j- just like you, I like to stick to my guns. So, <laughs> Finn, but I got a real one on. I got a cannon on one arm. Finn, John, Finn, Finn's weapon are his puns by far. It's true. Like, they are. They are. They are very bad, and they hurt terrible. everyone that hears them. They yeah, are. They're absolutely horrid. <laughs> So um, Finn is the, he's that recruit that just hangs out at Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what Finn does. What I, what I bring, I bring a certain uh, like like exuberance to the group that just lifts spirits. You know, it's just you got to have someone like that. <laughs> and he's modest. Yeah, and I also have a sock puppet, so therefore yeah. everyone wins. Of what? This is our mascot. He's our, he's our self-made show. mascot. Oh, yeah, that's cool, cool, cool. So we I hand didn't out. know you held on to him. Cool. It's a sock. It's a sock. <laughs> we, it, what, it's oh, funny man. when you hand out socks as awards. It shows like packs, and then you see later in like social media posts when like you know uh, the teams you know behind this game or that game are showing all their awards, and then they've got a sock pinned to the wall by all the trophies. And it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you gotta love that though. <laughs> it counts. You gotta love that. Everybody's That's like, fun. what this the hell is that sock? Like, why is there a striped sock on the wall? Nobody with with <laughs> eyes on it. No, I don't understand that. That's because we, this year after, 
<laughs> this year after PAX, there's actually a studio that put up, like, they won a Saki Award on, like, the Steam page with the demo for their game. Wow. And it was, like, so crazy for us to see that. And they put, like, like the palms around it and stuff, <laughs> like, listing off all their awards. They and, put more like, effort into that graphic so than we did into the mascot. Like, <laughs> you gotta love that, though, man. Yeah. Really, you gotta love that. Before we you go, think we're I... gonna have a game awards this year? <sighs> hmm. I'd like to think, but know. I don't know how many people going to be there in person. Digital event, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm for sure going to be Because November oh, yeah. is, November, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we don't want to talk too much about all of the various things that are terrifying us right now, but, um, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's not likely to be cleared up in, yeah. in uh, November uh, between, you know, potential second wave and flu season. It's going to be bad. <laughs> so so probably not sticking a bunch of people in a room together for an award we show. We just need something, <laughs> something happy. Even if they do yeah. it, you know, remotely, mm-hmm. we just need some something happy. I think right that's likely. Now, not even as a distraction, but it's something that so many of us like to just, you know, yeah. be a part of. You know, yeah. Just Spe- speaking of uh, speaking of happy. Hang on, before we go, uh, before we go into um, where I think you're going, John, um, our John, I do just want to shout out. Um, now we've obviously mentioned uh, that you are the voice of Barrett in Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, which is is going to be where most of these people know you from um, who listen to our show and watch our show. But I also want to call out you had another fairly big role relatively recently, um, which was you were the king in Cannon Busters. Uh, and Netflix's yeah. Cannon Busters, which is a real you cool role You see what happened to me, man? Yeah, this is, man, <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> is what it is. My damn son tore me up. But, but man, what a, what a, I, I didn't actually realize that you would also were the voice of the king in, in Cannon Busters. Uh, and I, oh, yeah. I love that show, man. I mean, that's one of, one of my favorite pieces of animation Netflix has put out uh, in their whole time of doing like original animation. So just what a cool role to grab. And then to move on to that, from that to Barrett is oh yeah well there there's one in between there's a premiere oh yeah premiere that's right yeah Uh, also fun fact he was goku (laughs) man there's a lot of stuff there's there's listen there's jobs that i've done that i didn't even realize were um (laughs) just i didn't know they were that popular and i didn't know that uh, i just had fun doing them and you know i just didn't know they were like that tiger and bunny I mean, yeah, we did the remake of uh, Sailor Moon stuff. I didn't know that. Hey, are you guys getting the fan on my computer? Or are you? Are we no, you're good. Oh no, not you're at good. all. I don't hear anything. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. absolutely. Yeah, um, so there's a lot of stuff out there. I just didn't realize one that it was going to be that big, and then two that um, people were checking it out. You know, I just I didn't know. I'm always amazed. So I had a um. I had a question, John, and this is like, I want to start with John, but we're, this is something that we're all going to answer. Um, as everybody knows, it's, it's kind of a, I guess you could say a trying time right now. And it has been for the past forever. It seems like, March. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, but this has been the 2020 has been the longest decade of my life so far. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> John, what are you doing to kind of to kind of keep your spirits up uh, right now, considering the state of everything around us? You know, um, it's funny you ask. It changes. It changes um, every week, and just recently, it changes daily. At one point, so I've got four boys and my wife. You know, we're all here, and um, they're all different. So I can. It's like going to another country, going to each one of their rooms. 
So that that helps me as a dad to kind of go, okay, what do you need to talk about? Oh, what do I need to do for you as a dad right now? Or what kind of conversations do we need to have? Uh, Each one of them has been taking everything that's going on in different ways. So my job is to listen and to, you know, be a dad and try to comfort and help and um, encourage uh, because it's it's tough, you know. Um, Same thing with my wife. Very... um, very active my wife is a very active woman she wants to go out and she wants to say hey we need to do this and we got to stand up here and we need to do this i'm like whoa whoa, whoa, slow down babe we're hungry you know (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) and i know that sounds sexist but it's not it's like wait baby you ate already but we're all like just getting up after having such a hard night's sleep because we were all nervous about what could possibly happen in the neighborhood and i know you were too but you slept so you know because you got five men here to protect your sister. It's different. But um, also my wife and I, she's just a a sweetheart. That's my best friend. We went, um, we go kayaking a lot. I I went and bought some damn kayaks. I was like, you know what? I'm getting out on some water and I'm going to let this water heal me because water's always done that to me. So I went out and bought two kayaks and my wife and I have been kayaking every other weekend. And um, it's brought a lot of peace a lot of peace, um, but I just don't, I turn off the phone. I don't worry about what's going on on social media and I just try to get out, you know, aside from that, I've been in this booth just trying to generate work, which has got my mind off of a lot of things that are happening that are quite frankly, frightening right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around, but it sounds like you're, uh, it sounds like you're, you're rolling with the punches and dealing it, uh, dealing with all this, you know, the best way you can. And it's, it's really nice. Like, you know, nothing about the situation is truly nice, but it's nice that you have your family there it's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are, you know, all kind of, I, I'm like, you know, families are already supposed to be close, but I'm sure this is just bringing you guys even closer. Um, and, uh, I do have one question, like, like I, I'm a father myself. And so like, our kids screw up sometimes, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like every now and then you got to d- discipline your kids. Do you ever bust out the Barrett voice when, when no. you have, well, like, start when, laughing. when somebody screws up or. No, they'll start laughing at me. Like, Dad, did, you just, did you just talk to me like Barrett? Or they'll go, Dad, did you just, did you just uh, Nick Fury me? You know, they'll, 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 Sorry, can I. Uh... No. Are they fans of of some of your work, John? Yes, they are. Okay, they are. They they like everything I do, especially when they get to play the games. But you know, uh, that... they uh, my oldest ones they they they've had a lifetime of watching me on television or in a commercial or on stage. So you know, it's kind of they're kind of shocked when we go places together, and then someone goes, "Hey, I know you," and I kind of <laughs> always downplay it because I just don't i'm a little nervous about the attention i guess i just i don't want to feel braggadocious it's just me and they're like yeah yeah that's him (laughs) and you know sometimes it causes a crowd and people want autographs or people want to take pictures and i'm like all we wanted to do was get some damn cherry ice cream yeah and now we have to do (laughs) you know but it's all good that's awesome man like I, i i guess um I guess I guess I'll go next. Like as as far like just keeping my spirits up. Um, this podcast, for one, uh, has been kind of helping me keep my sanity uh, through all this. We started this about uh, five years ago, and wow. I'm the only original member left. Um, and uh, and the the guys you see here now, and and the ones you don't see, the ones who aren't on right now, are 
my family. They're my they're my closest friends in the whole world. And all that's these guys awesome. uh, keep me sane, uh, keep me focused. Um, so that's that's definitely something that has been helping me through all this. My incredible wife, uh, who's upstairs right now, who allows me to do all this. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, that she's, she's been great. My son, uh, has been great, uh, and just playing games and, and keeping my head down and waiting for all of this to pass. Like it's a really scary time right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those times where, you know, like you said, John, like, you know, we wake, we go to sleep at night, not knowing what tomorrow will bring. Um, and, uh, like who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And it has really taught me the value of appreciating each day, you know? And Um, like, yeah, yeah, we have to, we have to appreciate each day because I don't think I've ever, I don't think any of us have ever lived in the kind of uncertain times that we are right now. Uh, this is a first for a lot of people right now, John. What's it's that? The perfect storm, bro. It's the perfect yeah, it really storm is. right now. I mean, think it, about it. We got hit with COVID. Oh, first of all, Kobe died, and and I've always said this to to my peers. I think when Kobe died, so many men, regardless of what nationality, regardless of what creed, so many men who were sports fans or just people who knew who Kobe Bryant was, and many of us thought we knew him because we saw him so much, and he was such a a, a big figure. So many men cried and so many men had not cried and who knows how long it was like one of the biggest cleansing moments probably that happened in so many men. We had the opportunity to cry and grieve because we're always going. We're always trying to take care of the kids. We're always trying to get a job. And for one minute, we just got to see, oh, my gosh, one of our heroes was to die tragically. And then COVID hit and we're like, "Okay, what is this really? Because no one knew. Everybody claimed to, but they didn't. And then right after COVID, we're dealing with all this race riot stuff and, 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 and everything else that has transpired since then. And then COVID's coming back in another wave in different places. So it's like this perfect storm, unlike where it was the Great Depression. It's like, okay, everybody's broke. Ain't nobody got no food. Boom. There wasn't like plagues and earthquakes and flooding. And I mean, things. And then not only that, that was here. It wasn't all over the world. COVID is hitting everybody. So it's this yep. crazy storm that is just brewed, Johnny, and it's 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 daunting and it's heavy, and um, everybody's getting affected and hit by it in some shape, form, or fashion. I, I mean, sorry, I, I know I, it's your term. My bad. No, 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 not a no. Um, it, no, it, it, this is the whole point of a podcast is to is to is to talk. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I just um, I haven't been this concerned about about things since Iraq. Uh, my first, my first Iraq deployment. It's the last mm. time I've, I've been this scared. Uh, Derek, Derek, yeah. what what are you doing right now to to kind of to kind of pace yourself and 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 keep yourself happy? I uh, I wish I could say that that my my actual job work has been a good distraction. Um, oh no! But I work in TV news, <laughs> and uh, you know I work right and smack in the center of downtown Louisville. So especially over the last month or so. I mean, I'm smack in the middle of of some very important and in a lot of ways uplifting and in a lot of ways, you know, scary national attention, uh, you know, again, for very mm-hmm. important reasons. But I'm, you know, working right in the middle of that. Um, and I'm, uh, you know, so work is not really the escape I need it to be. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, you got to find where you can those moments, whether it's, uh, you know, to, 
to engage in kind of pop culture comfort food, you know, your favorite like movies and TV shows and, and games and the like, the things that you know make you feel good and can make you feel good for that moment. Um, mm-hmm. I have, I've always been a foodie, but I've really doubled down on food um, and I've really, really ramped up kind of the complexity of my cooking over the last couple of months, partially because I'm mm. stuck at home all the time, but um you know, so food has been a big escape for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then this podcast, which has been a, been real weird for a couple of months because, like, we went to PAX, and, and PAX East started out great, and then I came down <laughs> with the flu, um, oh. you know, partway through. Yeah, so I, I think I contracted Derek, it. Derek and I were out yeah. for the rest for of the time. Almost the entire show. There? Yeah. Yeah, my In partner. Boston? Yes. Yeah. So my partner, Ooh. I'm gonna tell the story. My partner had the flu real bad before I shipped up to Boston to find my wooden leg. Ouch. Um and Ouch. so I was worried already that I was gonna get sick while I was up there. And we gotta remember this was kind of before the pandemic had really hit in America, but we knew that some of the first cases were in Boston and everybody was yep. worried at PAX. So I start getting sick. And everybody starts looking at me like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill everybody there. And then I get Justin sick, and Justin's coming down real oh. bad. So then the two of us are just hanging out in the hotel for the back half of packs, um, you know. And I'm oh. walking to the corner store to pick up, you know, cough syrup and Gatorade and stuff so we can just sleep it off. I remember that shit. I, yeah, felt, I felt so, so I felt so guilty because I was the only one that didn't die at PAX. I was still having a good time. <laughs> I, well, no, I, caught it, I caught out on the way home. Like I did. I started feeling sick. You were gone that last night, though. You didn't go out the last night. You yeah, I did. <laughs> no, I was too sick to yeah, remember. I got sick on the floor, uh, at the club, or at a bar, or on the plane. Well. I didn't, yeah, Finn didn't didn't start showing any symptoms of the flu till he got home. John, I know, okay. was starting to get his fever and his Saturday sore throat night. and everything Saturday night before he, yeah. he okay. shipped out. The, we the went out morning. for hot pot, and uh, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was shoved into a corner by by myself because I I was afraid of getting people sick. So every time I coughed, I had just like this big wad of napkins, and I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and, oh god! And we, you remember that we waited like an hour and a half to get a table. And it was just it, it, Finn. You were there. Yeah. It, it it was, was, here's the thing. At the time, we were very annoyed. But looking back now, and that was the last social interactions I've ever been able to have with my friends in the industry. Mm. I cherish that hour and a half wait because we had a good <laughs> right. time together. I remember joking about how overkill I thought Pax was being at the time. I we feel, all were. We're I like, feel wow. Real, we all did. I feel real dumb, y'all. I feel real dumb. <laughs> We're like, but, wow, um, look at Sony back now because two cases in Boston. And yeah. then look at us now. <laughs> I just remember walking into the hotel room and seeing Derek roll over and, and just rasp, I'm dying. <laughs> I was but, like, dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, but, my God, but yeah, So we had that, and then we've come back, and it's been a wild couple of months for the, the, the show as we have had um, – like a bunch of big games and news and then no news and then a couple of really cool guests and then like no guests and then people left for their own projects and it's 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 been very up in the air but in a way I cherish that because that 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 unpredictability has meant that I can't settle into a rhythm with the show mm, and that's keeping me yep. 
it's keeping me on my feet, but it's also keeping it interesting and exciting at a time where I really need to keep my brain diverted 100% on something. You know, if, if this good. was too easy, I'd be thinking about too many other things while we did this. So, right. Um, right. so yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not easy to go to work and do the news and just talk about COVID for most of your shift. But, you know, I hear you. That's only what eight about, hours out uh, of the day. What about uh, what about J- Jeff up in Canada, man? Like, like, how are you? Um, I mean, like, I, I know one really good thing that, that that happened to you recently, but 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 in general, yeah. how are you? How are you weathering the storm up there? What are you Tell doing? About to that keep- good thing again. I I feel this immense guilt every time, like just because like my whole online circle is all from America, and like we've got we're getting like two, <laughs> we have about two or three hundred cases of COVID a day here compared to like uh, sixty thousand. Like I'm not trying to brat, but it's just like the situation <laughs> is so different. But it doesn't really. Wait, 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 Jeff, where are you exactly in Canada? Uh, I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, so... Nice. Yeah, just uh, kind of on the prairies out west. Um, but, you know, it, it But it doesn't really change anything. Like, I'm probably still as nervous and scared as everyone else. Because, like, to me, the numbers don't really matter. It's still here. It's still something I have to deal with. It's still something I have to worry about. Um, but, you know, I, like everyone else, I've just been trying to focus on little projects, little things to take my attention. Um, and, yeah, like John was going to say, I, I actually got married a week ago, which was a... A fun little Whoa! project. We, uh, yeah. Oh, you ain't so, worried about yeah. nothing. Yeah. You are um, locked in. <laughs> she has got you. Yeah, yeah. That. Locked it up. So no, That's really a happy hell of about a honeymoon, that. Honeymoon, baby. Yeah, we had a little. Uh, <laughs> we had a little uh, stay-at-home honeymoon. Uh, booked a few days off work, but it was good. Just got to kind of recharge. To. It's supposed to be Adam and Eve day every day. In your house right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, that was, so that, that kept us busy for a good month or two. We actually, we got engaged in December and then we planned, it was always going to be a small wedding. We don't, either of us have big families. It's going to be like 30 people, but we're going to go out to like a restaurant, have a nice reception. And then things happen. So we canceled everything. And then we're like, the longer things went on, we're like, this isn't going to blow over by the summer. This is going to be like a year or two. And we're both like, I don't want to wait that long to get married. So we're like, fuck it. We'll just do it however we can. Um, so, you know, it was uh, it was stressful. We had to make sure it was safe for everyone. So, you know, we had a small reception, but, you know, we have to make sure everyone's this far apart. And we're trying to coordinate with with all these people and trying to make sure this hand sanitizer available on top of just the normal wedding mm-hmm. stuff. Like, is it going to rain? Because we had to do it outside because there was no indoor gatherings allowed um, and all this stuff. But, you know, in the end, everything worked out. And uh, I actually can't find my ring today, <laughs> but uh, we'll just keep that on the <laughs> You're show. You're doing here. great. <laughs> I'll make sure so, to cut uh, that in the uh, podcast version. <laughs> oh, she doesn't no. listen. Don't worry. Um, but no, that's so that's okay. You need to like put a highlight up. <laughs> yeah, with the graphics up. <laughs> Jeff lost his ring. Uh, I'll find it. It's it's around here somewhere. It's probably under my controllers. Um, but no, so that that was a good. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been unreal. I still, it's a weird thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm 32, so I'm like pretty young. But I, all these things happen to me that make me feel like a grown up, and then I still feel like. All I want to do is like watch Star Wars and play video games. I'm like, I, I, they, I have a house. I'm married now. Like this, these things can't be real. I, I, I'm not ready for this stuff, but uh, it's it's happened and it's been a, a true blessing. And, you know, so that was that kept us busy for a good couple months. And now we're kind of done with that. It's like, what now? But that's where I fall back into, um, you know, I just I, I love escapism in situations like this. I don't want to ignore the reality, but my brain needs a break. So I always set aside, you know, a few hours a night when I'm done work done all my chores and everything like that. I'm like, I just need to turn my brain off. And that's when I watch a show or play a game. 
Uh, and, you know, that's why I'm, I'm just so grateful for folks like you that, that contribute to these projects and these works of art and, uh, you know, bring us just this, like, it allows me to just go into a different world for a little bit and just forget about all these problems. And, um, you know, so I, I've been playing video games. I obviously played Final Fantasy VII Remake. That lasted me a good couple months. Uh, it was extremely enjoyable uh, catching up on shows and Netflix and, and movies and just all the things I haven't had time to recently. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it just lets you... Uh, some of them have really good messages. They got really good stories, and it just it just lets you um, you know escape from all this stuff. And yeah, so uh, I'm just really grateful that all this stuff exists. I, it blows my mind the amount of work and effort that people put into these things. And I'm like, how does any of this stuff actually get made? Like sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, all these there's so many little pieces that come together, and they just stir such an emotional response in me and bring me so much happiness. And uh, you know, so that that's really all. I you know. I, don't have kids or anything yet, but uh, those are the things that are bringing me happiness in my life. Take your time. Enjoy <laughs> each other before you have kids. That's what I hear. <laughs> One day, we'll be ready. Yeah. Speaking hey, of somebody who's out, about to have kids. <laughs> Finn. What's up? Finn. What's up? How have you been keeping happy, Finn? Are you happy? Uh, Do I make you happy? You... You don't not make me happy, I guess. That's as he wrote the song. That's about as good as I can. That's about as good as I can get. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to preface it with with it's gonna come off as pandering, but it's truly genuine. Is uh, one of the things that makes me happy is when we have amazing guests on our show because it gives me something to look forward to. Like more than just the normal like gathering of everyone. Oh, so you don't look forward to us. You look forward to guests. You don't. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did I not just say more? That's what you're saying. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's fine. It 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 adds like an event equality. Like it like you know you get excited when there's like a, a, a. a, a Nintendo Direct or something, you're like, oh, look, just something to look forward to. I don't know. There's just something cool about it. So thank you for joining us. You you just you make it. you just make the show better because you're we finally have a good John on and I don't know. Oh that's cool. So <laughs> you don't make John come out as that man. You better stop. All right. The uh okay. the other the other stuff that's cool. been bringing me joy is uh it's it's I mean because you have to understand right now I'm I'm currently in Florida which by the way just became the world's Ooh. epicenter of COVID which that's yeah, a today. fun number uh, one USA. <laughs> where, where are you USA. Where are you? Uh, uh Tampa um st petersburg specifically so fun fun, fun i I never thought i'd miss the days of being in new orleans which was the old southern epicenter you know just i just keep moving to the hot spots what can i say please don't come to louisville I love you, but <laughs> it's going to chase you here. Or Canada. Stay down there. Apparently, <laughs> I'm just a carpenter of doom. But it's, uh, it's, it's the little things. It's like Jeff said, just retreating to some, some comfort uh, games and TV and just things that I know I can sit down and for a little bit just block out all the stress and anxiety of reality. Mm-hmm. And right now... Um, a game I am playing. It just came out for everyone else to enjoy, but it's a little game called CrossCode. Yeah, this and game that rules. game has been. If you're a fan of any like Super Nintendo era style RPGs really? and stuff, it's it is. It's uh, it's it's gonna be a, a strong contender for one of the better games of this entire year. Oh, it's so good! Yeah, it's all. It's already um, one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, no, it's it's legit amazing and i is it on a platform it's on uh switch and xbox and pc and i don't know if it's on playstation yet 
Why would it, it not be? No, it's it's HBO on everything else, it's right? On all like, the major there we go. It's on all of them. So yeah, it came out today, okay. actually. So Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, and then just watching comfort TV shows with uh, with with Saki. We've been enjoying just rewatching Last Airbender, which is always a classic. Wait a minute, with Saki, the uh, drink, or you no, know somebody like, his... named? No, the, the, right, uh, <laughs> oh, you're Saki. Wait, no. You got you got to you got to explain Sorry, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so Saki is actually in a relationship with the sock itself. Like it's... Saki is oh, our mascot. Like that thing. But the uh, my my wife created the the mascot so we all know her collectively as saki so when i speak of that that's who we i mean my wife right. actual human person let's not, not talk about men having relations with socks y'all that's <laughs> it's so much more interesting sure. if it's actually the sock uh, <laughs> i know huh well, john i'm gonna leave that one alone <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been uh sitting and, and watching just some like comfort movies and tv shows like I, she had never seen, anything good she had never seen the last airbender uh the tv series so we rewatch i rewatched that with her and she i saw the movie fell in love i hate you and you shut your mouth uh the um we have just started watching um well, we just finished She-Ra and just a bunch of cartoons, just a bunch of like feel good. Got a cool cartoons. ass wife. Yeah. I mean, these are all <laughs> her ideas. Not watch that with me. Oh, <laughs> see, and then we have, oh, we just rewatched Hamilton uh, and had a nice uh, cathartic cry last night. So the, mm-hmm. the end of that just hits differently when it's framed as a film. I don't know. It, that was good. It's just been a bunch of small moments that keep us not thinking of reality so yay that's what i've been excited and happy about mm-hmm. and also all of you yay my yeah, i'm not buying it man. i'm not buying that last one <laughs> no okay well i tried i tried john's giving you the chin i am oh hell yeah. oh no well wait till the podcast's over i'm gonna yell at finn um, <laughs> justin what about you dude how are you keeping happy man aside from aside from zeke Wait a minute, where is yeah, Justin? Try- where are you, Justin? I- I'm right here. Yes, hi. Where no, no, uh, no, like, geographically? Oh, geographically? Um, yeah. I'm in upstate New York, uh, a little bit out of, outside of Rochester. Oh, okay. I got folks in Buffalo. I actually have folks in uh, okay, Rochester, cool. too. Stay in the house, okay, cool. please, because y'all got... Woo. Yes. <laughs> it's, been, it's been extraordinarily hot <laughs> uh, lately, and I've been trying to keep... My big fluff boy Zeke, cool. Um, he's a big fluffy cat. Uh, so I've been trying to keep him cool, which has been a lot of work. Um, you know, some people may know I have personally had a very rough um, couple of weeks um, due to some family issues. Um, so uh, okay, you know, bro? I have. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna focus on it right now um, during this show. Um, you know, I have spoken about it a little bit, like on Twitter and in Discord and stuff. But um, I'm not gonna go in deep on this show. But um, so I have been. I, I finished my replay of uh, Last of Us Part Two. Um, I kind of dove right back in after finishing it, and um, this second playthrough has really resonated really deeply with me due to you know some of the stuff that's been going on in my personal life. And I don't mean that to be a downer. Like it's been extraordinarily cathartic um to play through it again i finished up the platinum um which was also exciting because the ridiculous multiplayer trophies i never got the platinum for the first game even though i finished it eight times um, the new one? so i actually got 
Um, so I actually got the, the platinum old, for two. The first one. For the first one, yeah. The first oh, one. Okay. I, I they had <laughs> crazy. Damn, man, every time. Eight, eight times. Eight times. Um, uh, I mean, if I kept at the pace it took me to finish the first time, I probably could have. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's been... Um, but like, so playing through that was really, really good. Um, but I've also just taken to... Because it's been so ridiculously hot, I've waited till like sun started to go down a little bit and just like put on some music or a comedy podcast and just like gone for a walk when it's cooling down, winds blowing. I live I live in a pretty, you know, rural suburban area. So I can go for a walk, nobody's around. Um and that's kind of been like the one time of my day where I've really felt normal for a little while right now. Yeah. Um and so it's been uh so those have been good. Um, and, you know, especially this crew and people in our community have reached out to me and been very kind to me during, you know, this this rough period. So I really appreciate it um, to everybody that's reached out to me. I love being able to be here and talk with you guys. And, yeah, it means a lot. <laughs> well, can I say something real quick, Jay? Is that all right, John? Yeah, sure. Please. Go ahead. So, so listen, first of all... Um, I'm glad that you're finding that joy because sometimes we got to fight for it. You know what I mean? And I love that you're taking walks. You're getting out. That's a beautiful thing, getting some air in your lungs. But just know that even with all this stuff that's going on, if we were to look back at, what, March when it started or when we knew or when we all got back from, from PAX. Um, well, I got sick at PAX. So for me, this basically started like day two of PAX, and then I was sick for like three weeks, and then quarantine started. I'm real sorry, right, bud. Right. But if we were to all look back and go, damn, are we going to make it? Hey, we're still here. We're still here. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. And finding the joy and in, in the little things that we're doing as individuals and as families, and I'm going to tell you straight up, man, uh, what I've learned in my life, Prayer changes things. So please know this, Justin, that me and my family are going to commit to praying for whatever you're dealing with and just going to cover you in prayer, man. And um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be getting in contact with everybody else and making sure that you're good, making sure that things are better, because I expect that. Just I'm going to have my wife and my boys and myself, we're going to be lifting you up in prayer, man, because that's the only thing that I've seen work actually in my life. So uh, I'm just putting it in his hands. So. Much love to you, but I'm glad you're here. And having said that, I need you to continue to fight. Do I need to say this in my Barrett voice? <laughs> I need you to continue to fight, and I need you to still be a member of Avalanche. Don't give up. Do your thing. You know what I mean? But I'm being very serious. Thank you. Th thank you so much. That that really, really does mean a lot. That thank is you. awesome. Oh, you got it. <laughs> thank you. You got it. You got Damn, John is I mean, That's why we do what we do. Well, that's why we do what we do, man. I mean, the biggest thing, who knew that this was going to hit? And when the game came out, I got so many calls of, thank you so much. You have no clue what you just got me through. I'm like, what? And I'm like, you know what? If that's what it's for, then cool. And then someone called me on Cameo. They said, hey, we want you to look into doing Cameo. I'm like, what's that? And they're like, you just say things for people and they call you. And I'm like, okay. And you can charge this much money. I'm like, what's the least amount of money that we could charge? And they told me that I'm like, okay, well, we'll charge that. Let's start off like that because nobody has any damn money right now. Let's try mm -hmm. to do something to bring some kind of joy, some kind of happiness to people, right? Right where they are. So we did that. 
and then like 522 people every day <laughs> were like, yeah. hey, can you send us a cameo? <laughs> and the, they were saying, hey, John, we know that you got a lot going on. Do you want to boost up the price? I'm like, well, we'll have to because this is this is a lot. And then I also knew that I, could, I couldn't um, water down the product first and foremost for Square Enix. And then second of, you know, the whole concept of who Barrett is and what he does in the game. So I was like, all right, damn it. I got to I gotta ask for more money just to try to slow things down. And then we're going to put it over here and we're going to help people out over here. So, but yeah, man, it's, if we can't bring joy, if I can't bring a, a smile to somebody's face, if I can't let somebody know that they care, uh, I haven't done what I'm supposed to do as a damn human being, much less somebody who is in video games. I was an only child. I don't know about you guys. So that's all I had at times. Um, because I was also a latchkey kid in Chicago on the South side growing up. Oh yeah. So I had to find joy. You know what I mean? I had to find things and whew, shame on me if I can't try to spread that around in some shape, form or fashion and w- what we're dealing with right now, but much less, even before that, man, folks are hurting and we just need to, we just need to be, be harbingers of joy if we can. And just love covers a multitude of sins. So that's how I am. And that's just how I live. Honestly, this might be one of the most wholesome episodes we've ever done. I was gonna say this this sets the bar high. Yeah, this is this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Like like no like no John, really that's I mean that that's touching, man. And that's the kind of that's the kind of care and and love that everybody in the world needs right now. You know, not just this country, but you know, I mean this you know, these times are spreading out all over the globe and, and that kind of positivity, that kind of that kind of, of caring uh, is what a lot of things in this world have been sorely missing for for some time now. So that was that yeah. was awesome, man. Like, I could not have said that better. Um, oh, it's that, all good. It's what I try to live by, man. I try my best every day. So we 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 do have some some questions for you. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, in regards to you know your career and you know you know your role as Barrett and do you guys mind if I ask a question first? Is that sure. okay with everybody? I saw that pop tart yeah, question, sure. John. I saw <laughs> okay, that so pop tart question. That. that was we're hilarious. That. <laughs> that was so funny. Well, I actually, replied no, I... to my man. I was like, oh, that was. Do you funny. want to answer? So that was that Blaine who asked that question? Blaine, yeah. yeah. Okay, Blaine so that's actually that. Blaine's question. John, do you want to answer that? Is are, are pop tarts are, are, are is that a dessert? Yeah. She was well, trying to get us to talk about popcorn, too, so and it was like, mm-mm. <laughs> well, I feel like the gotta, context so, is important. Yeah. It is. So, Blaine, you need to know, first and foremost, what time of the day are you eating them? What have you eaten right. prior to, if you have at all? And what flavor? Because it's different. It's different. Well, so what's, what you, flavor gotta, I, is a third breakfast time, Pop-Tart? Well, the cinnamon raisin or the raisin, the cinnamon one is, I think, breakfast seed. You know what I mean? Or the strawberry. Well, that strawberry actually is kind of more like a dessert, you know, but it depends on how many of those things you eat, too. Cinnamon raisin (laughs) anything is breakfast. I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Yep. The cinnamon ones are with the frosting. Yeah, that's a breakfast. Not the plain ones. But yeah, plain ones are like Fig Newtons and Fig Newtons taste better. But the cinnamon uh, with frosting, that's that's a breakfast. That's a breakfast. Absolutely. Absolutely. The s'mores? Come on, man. That's that's straight up dessert. <laughs> yeah, no, strawberry that, one. Yeah. The it's also you the got best options, one. Man. You got options, Blaine. So that's just law now. I'm I'm just saying it that it can it be is, all three. A dessert is just a snack with an appointment. 
That is <laughs> add a hell of a lot of sugar. There's the cook. <laughs> right. There's the cook. I just started this damn keto thing. That's why I'm so impressed with running running seven miles, John. I, I, I just today was the first day I got past two. So I, I just was all happy. I came home. I got two point three. And you're like, yeah, I just ran seven. I'm like, shit. He's wild. <laughs> Don't <laughs> I'm not gonna like, lie, though. Like 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 at 21, after running that, I would have been like, "Woo, I'm ready for another seven. At almost 40 running that, I, like, I got home and I'm like, I want to die. Like, <laughs> John, like, I, John, me at 21 would have died before <laughs> finishing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait a minute, Justin, how old are you? I'm 31. Get out. <laughs> He's a young looking guy. Justin's a young looking guy. Yeah, everybody thought, thinks I'm quite a bit yeah. younger than I am. I totally, it's because you don't totally have a beard. If, if you had a beard, that's why I it's keep true. mine on. It, 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 oh, does, it no. makes me not look like a baby. No, Finn, look at that smooth, dark hair and that, that skin that don't have no no blemishes. That's that's a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm the baby I'm of the group. Kid. At 29, just, I'm our youngest. So He's just so young at heart. Wait a minute. So, You're younger than Jeff? I'm I'm our youngest one. I'm 29. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's hilarious! I I'm the Jeff everyone else in their 30s. Thought, so well, we we age differently up here in Canada. The cold just kind of preserves <laughs> everything the way it is. It just preserves it. You're like, it's just the it's ice man coming up in Canada. They're all frozen and yeah. yeah. You know, like I come out that's once cold. a week to do a podcast and then go back in. <laughs> I know. Make sure his eyes aren't glowing. Make sure his eyes aren't glowing. Every time we, every time we ring Jeff in for the podcast, he comes in and he says, "Who has disturbed my thousand-year slumber?" <laughs> You'll notice you've never, you never actually see a Canadian out on the street. So you just, you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's too damn cold. <laughs> Not true. I was in Toronto. I mean, I know that's that you think know work. of. <laughs> so, so I do that, have. I wouldn't know they're Canadian. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so I'm I, sorry. I, I, we were supposed to answer questions. No, it's no, oh no, 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 no. Dude, this podcast <laughs> usually goes off the rails far before now, far before it has now. So trust me, like this is this is good stuff. It. Turns out, I, 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 so, it stands for tangent. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, John, John, I'm curious. How did the role of Barrett land in your lap? Oh, um. So the story goes. I was working on another project with uh, Skylark and um, the casting director there. She's just a sweetheart. Her name is Rita. She is an incredible person. She and her sister and her dad, bless his heart, who just passed. Uh, and even her wonder dogs. Um, she said, hey, I've got this audition. I'd love for you to you know, come in and read. And I'm like, sure. What is it? She's like, well, actually, you can do it from home. It's the character of Barrett. I'm like, okay, well, will you send me the specs? She sent me the specs. I'm like, wait a minute. Because the name was, it was a different, you know, every time you do an audition, it's never the name of the project. Right. You know, right. It's like, it's, like, like, it's like cheese or like hamburger or something. Yeah. Oh, it's bro, weird. It, I can't even remember the name. I think this one was called Last. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember what it was. Like, like I just found out. I'm, I'm segueing again. I'm sorry. I just found out that a role that I did was for Resident Evil. This last thing they did, this to get escape out of the room, uh, Resident Evil. Oh, uh, Resistance. Resistance. And I'm like, I didn't know the dude's name was Tyrone. 
first of all, and then second of all, you know, only brother in the damn game. Nate, yeah, I, know. I, know. I was like, <laughs> if, if I'd have known how young he was, I would have never used the, and I went up and pitch, but I would have never used the pitch that I, I used. I would have gone up and, and, you know, or I would have called my son Noah, who does this, who's incredible, and say, hey, Noah, you want a job? You should go over here and audition for this. But um, so I didn't know what that was until it came out. And I'm like, what? I was Resident Evil. <laughs> so so for this one, I auditioned and, and I said, hey, I think this is a character that I grew up playing. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, is this Final Fantasy VII? And she's like, well, I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm like, this is Final Fantasy VII. Show me a picture. <laughs> and she showed me a picture of Barrett. I'm like, that is, oh, my God. So I'm like a little kid. My wife is like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? I'm like, you don't understand. I got a chance to audition for Barrett. This is the first RPG game. So it's the first RPG game I played back in 97. Yep. Um, and I had just gotten married in 96. We, we uh, moved out to, we were about to move out. No, we had moved. We had moved to California. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this is, this, there's a black character and, and he doesn't die. And oh, <laughs> this is crazy. This is awesome. I'm serious, man. I was, there was a lot of things to take into consideration. A black character in an anime style game, um, RPG game for Square at the time. And, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's cool. Let me look at the words because you had to side scroll. And, you know, I fell in love with it. It made me really start loving RPGs. So I got Wild Arms from there and several other games. Wild Arms, so, yeah. Yeah. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. So she said, she said, okay, well, come on in and they want you to read. I'm like, okay, well, I got five different ways I can do this because I really, really, really want this. She's like, I can tell. And so <laughs> I said, well, let me just narrow it down to three. And she said, okay. So I said, I can do it this way, this way, this way. She said, just come in and, and read. They liked your audition. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm on to the next phase. So the next phase was to go into the studio and to read and be phone patched into Japan so that they could hear. And I'm like, okay. And I told them straight up. I said, I have five different ways to do this, but I'm going to tell you right now. I sound like Eddie Murphy and Donkey, like Donkey and Shrek. I was just talking, man. I was so excited. <laughs> My wife always laughs because when I get nervous, I just talk. I just talk, 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 talk. So... I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm on the phone with him and I do it this way. And then I do it the third way or second way. And then the third way. And I said, but I can narrow it down and blend these two. And they were giving me direction over the phone. They were all calm and smooth. Turns out it was a translator and it's just really cool how they, we did it. And I said, okay. And the crazy thing is, is I had just gotten back from doing three jobs. One job was for looping ADR session. And I had no clue that we were going to be screaming for two hours straight. So Ooh. we're screaming in a club. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. Next job was to do a video game voice. I'm like, I had no clue that the video game voice was going to be uh, like a Japanese anime type character. <laughs> Doing all that. I'm like, this is going to suck. It's hurting my voice. And then the third job was another looping session that lasted two and a half hours. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not at a club. We're at a game. And you're in the stands watching the game. And I'm like, what? And they, and they said, oh, yeah, John, can you stay a little later? We need you to do the players on the field. <laughs> and so it was a whole day of screaming. And, and if, if you could have seen the inside of my throat, I'm sure it was like raw and red and just swollen. So by the time I get to read, I'm like, hey, um, you have any tea? <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, sure. So I got tea and it didn't help. I'm like, I need another cup. 
And this was before we even went into the booth. And she's like, how are you feeling now? I'm like, I just numbed it. I'm good to go. I don't know how that happened. So we did the thing. I left. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I got it. I don't know. And so for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, mm. you know, I'm like waiting. Hey, Rita, did they cast yet? Hey, Rita, do we know who got it? Hey, Rita, do I have to cheer someone else on? And she's like, we don't know yet. They take a little longer for Square Enix. I'm like, okay. So one day I'm like, forget it. I didn't get it, right? I have a basketball game. I go and play my game. I see a text from Rita. I'm like, I don't even want to pick it up. It's good. <laughs> pick it up and she's like, uh, hey, uh, I need you to give me a, a call. You know, just flat. And I'm like, oh, shoot, we didn't get it. So I'm like, hey, Rita. Uh, just returning your call. We didn't get it, huh? She's like, well, I just wanted to, you to know that you did a great job, but um, are you sitting down right now? Because I, I know how much you really wanted this job. And I'm like, Aww. oh, you're killing me. And she's like, but you got it. And I went, Pardon? <laughs> got That's it. Awesome. I'm like, got what? And I was like, what? So I'm going, up, yeah, yeah, great. Oh my God. Oh my God. I go, I walk in the door. Show your nervousness. Be quiet. I'm like, what? If you be quiet, we just got the job. What job? Final Fantasy. And then, like, my boys in the house who knew Final Fantasy and knew that their dad played it and had a chance to op- uh, audition for it, they're jumping around the living room. So everybody is happy. And then everybody stopped and went, so what does that mean? <laughs> 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 uh, and I said, I don't know, but I'm going to do the job. And they're like, does that mean that you're going to be gone a lot? Or does that mean we get to go to the basketball game? Or do you get to teach me to drive? And I'm like, ooh. You know, so reality was like, slap, go take out the garbage. This is still your dad <laughs> down the house. And so, you know, I had my little moment of, of being happy and then, you know, being dad. And then we got it. And they understood my schedule. It was brutal, but it was awesome. Because uh, every time I went in, I looked forward to it. And, you know. Rest is history. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That wow, God, what a great story! And like, like imagine like if you would if you could go back to 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 ninety seven and tell young John, hey, one day you're gonna voice a fully like 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 you're gonna voice this character that you love so much. Like 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 it's it's and it's gonna be your voice immortalized in this character. Like I mean, I can't even ima- begin to imagine how that must feel. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like sometimes I remember I did my first con in um, Toronto. No, not Toronto. um, Vancouver. Fell in love with Vancouver. And and it was for KupoCon. And I did not realize that there was just a con for Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy everything. I was not aware of this until literally right now. And now I need to go to one. Oh, you. Oh, John. You would, you would lose your mind. Oh, um, absolutely, yes. And like, and you, you and be behind me. Oh, I fantasy. <laughs> and if your family likes it, it's even family friendly. I, I've never. Oh my wife! It was my it. first time. She can't. Oh, she can't <laughs> you gotta come. You gotta. You gotta go. I've never. I'll take, I'll I've take never, uh, Oh yeah, see, you have to. I, I've never. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. I've been to cons. But conventions that were, you know, you sit down, you're going to eat some chicken and, you you know, it was weird. It was like a banquet. But this was, I've never felt like a family member or a, a, it was just incredible. 
And anytime I would be invited to go, I would do it. It's it's just incredible. And and I also fell in love with Toronto, uh, with um, uh, Vancouver, and the people uh, there. What but, year was KupoCon? Uh, that was ninety nineteen nine or two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay. It so this just, is so your first con was yeah. actually very recent. Recent. My okay. first my first con con. I mean, I've gone to. I think I went to E three one year. Um, but that's different. I was, I mean, I spoke at a panel, but that was, you know, that was pretty much it. It wasn't like, oh, you're in this big old video game over here and they're playing the demo over there and you get to go say hi. What? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Pax. So my first con was in, in November and then, uh, I've done three more Koopo cons since then and then Pax. So I haven't been to many cons, you know, Okay. but that. John, you would lose your mind there. Even the merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they, they have material. John would go broke so fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. But because of who you are, and they know who you are because of the podcast, too. I mean, you, they would love you, dude. But Oh, um, they don't know who I am. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, no. you, should, you should contact Alex Main. He's actually up there by you, Jeff. He's a little farther um, northeast than you are. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, like, so, it's yeah. cheaper for me if we stay in Canada. So everyone just come up here and we'll have a big <laughs> party. I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> right. If you We're, think for one so, second that I'm not going to KupoCon, then you've lost your mind. But oh, this would cost crazy. me like $2,500 each way. So <laughs> I might sit this one out. No, 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 no. Listen, especially with flights the way they are right now, you might be sitting pretty, Jay. But check this out. <laughs> when we did did pack so i went from california to vancouver from vancouver to boston to do packs from that night i couldn't stay because i had to go to toronto to do kupocon left kupocon that morning early that morning came back to boston to do the second day of packs left PAX and went to london to do another kupocon oh my god so i had a brutal wow Wow. And then came back home and was wondering why the hell I couldn't find toilet paper. And <laughs> I didn't know what happened. I was like, wow, I'm really out of, really out of, out of thinking. And people were laughing at me. They're like, why are you hugging everybody? You got cooties. I'm like, hey, look. And, I, and John, you'll, you'll appreciate this. When I was at PAX, um, a lot of folks were like, hey, man, you know, this pandemic is going around. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, I know it is. Uh, I don't know how uh, how brutal it is, but as much sanitizer and as many things as you've given us to wash up, I'm going to give the fans what they want. And I hope you guys are cool with that. You don't have to be around me, but I want to watch them play the demo. I want to go over and look over their shoulders and see them play. I want to see them play the board games. I want to be in the merchandise area. And when folks come up and say, hey, man, can we take a picture? I'm going to come across the table. Is that okay with y'all? They're like, yeah. So they assigned us, you know, basically handlers for that. But I'm like, hey, I personally think I had COVID back in October of 2019 because I was so sick from, you know, flying and stuff. And uh, I was like, all right, maybe you can't catch it twice. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I was like, it's just the flu, right? You know, and I was like, nope, it's not because <laughs> I have two dear friends who caught it. And one is still in the hospital. She just oh. came out yesterday uh she came her husband came out she's been in for 115 days Damn. he came out at day 37 
So, Ooh. and then we've lost people. Mm-hmm. We've lost family members. We've lost yeah. friends uh, from it. So it's real. But, you know, having said all that, did all that, pumped up about it, you know, it is what it is. But I'm telling you, KupoCon, whoo, Alex, <laughs> Alex and uh, we call him Steve. <laughs> uh, Alex and uh, uh, Alan have put this thing on. I, I, they, it's incredible. I've never experienced anything like this. Hmm. Oh, Finn, Finn, we're going to KupoCon. Yeah, like, we are. Quest, like, we're going to KupoCon, Finn. And we like, are going to we are gonna personally buy out all of the Final Fantasy VI merch. <laughs> because <laughs> Vicky, Vicky's not going to go. Finn, they Vicky, got it, too. My, my wife, Vicky, <laughs> could not give fewer shits about Final Fantasy. Like, she's like, John, I get it. You like Final Fantasy. I mean, you don't need to tell me about it. I've been trying to get her to play Final Fantasy VI for literal years. Oh, and it's, Saki she played like, it. No, I'm not going to do that, John. Saki was like, oh, if this is your favorite game of all time, then I will play it. and fig- to See, so that's can- what I need to tell Vicky. <laughs> that's what I need to tell Vicky. You guys have to go. You guys have to go. It's incredible. Oh, and we're it's going. Usually oh, out of the sure country. we're going. Uh, but I know that they're going to do Montreal, <laughs> Toronto, and possibly uh, possibly Vancouver again. But I know Montreal and Toronto are going to be. Okay, Toronto I can make. That's that's a drive. I can drive that. There you go. Yeah, um, up there, we'll hang out. I'll ask Alex to invite me to that one. So, John, I had a, a question for you, if you don't mind. Um, you know, obviously, you you mentioned before, I, I think you even mentioned doing some stage and theater, but obviously you've got a good variety of experience in, you know, acting in both, like, live action uh, movies and TV and stuff like that. And then also doing voiceovers in both animation and gaming. So I'll let you kind of pick how you want to answer this. I guess I'm curious, like, what's the biggest difference between doing that, like, traditional acting in front of a camera and doing the voice acting? So, like, either, you know, what's the difference between working with TV and movie studios versus, like, game companies? Or do you want to, if you want to just talk about, like, what's the difference between acting, like, you know, where you're being filmed versus where you're just recording? You mentioned you even do some of it from home. Uh, I'm just curious, like, it must be radically different in terms of the environment and the type the type of pressures and stuff you're dealing with? Well, it's different when you're on camera because usually it's an ensemble. And if it's not an ensemble, meaning a bunch of people, then it's you and one other person. So, of course, you have to have your lines memorized. Um, You have to know where the cameras are, if there are multiple cameras or if it's a single cam. Um, You have to understand the genre of what you're doing, whether it's a drama, a comedy, a dramedy, whatever it may be. And um, it's give and take. You have to listen so much more because you have a scene partner. Someone's in the scene with you. And then you got, you know, the camera. And then you have makeup and hair. And, you know, you got to gotta look a certain way. And you got to sound a certain way. So that's different on camera. But you also get to do multiple takes if you screw up. So that's cool. Theater on stage you can mess up, but it's probably wise not to. You got so one you really shot. Gotta know your <laughs> Pretty much. Because if you mess up too many times, the audience is going to be like, who the hell is this? Why did I pay my money for? You know what I mean? But um, it's more interactive. You have to listen even more, though. And in theater, it's a little different because you're using your whole tool, your whole instrument, which is voice, body, and face. Camera is the same way. It's just that it's more subtle and you have to slow it down. But even on camera... You have to know if you're doing a film, if you're doing a a television show, if you're doing hosting, or even within the television show, are you doing uh, sitcom, or are you, you know, are you able to move like that? Sitcom and three camera, multiple camera is more like uh, stage. 
So it's e it's a little easier to go from one transition to another. But if it's single cam, if you move an eyebrow, it looks like you <laughs> went like this. You know what I mean? A certain way. So voiceover, you go into a booth and depending on what you're doing or what genre of that, whether it's Japanese anime, whether it's anime, whether it's uh, uh, voiceover, whether it's ADR, whatever it may be, different skill sets are needed. Uh, sometimes you're with an ensemble. Very rarely are you in the room with someone else, do, unless it's ADR, doing a specific show. I love if we're doing uh, a voiceover session for anime and there are multiple people in the room because you can really play off of each other. You can, you can see the person across from you. You can say the lines and you're looking at them. And, you know, you can, it's like stage, but that's how I was trained. Uh, when you're by yourself, it's different. So do you have lines that you have to read? Is the director there giving you the lines? Or, this is what's crazy, Jeff, are you hearing what the Japanese actor did and you have that amount of time to take the translation to say it within that same amount of time. I've always wondered that. However you interpret it. Yeah. So it's different. You acting is a is a is a lesson in listening. And most people who are good at it, they listen well. Most people who can be divas, they just do their own thing. But for me, it's always about longevity. And and in longevity, if I'm not the lead role, how do I make the lead role look good? I learned that from John Amos. Um, he once told me during a show, he said, man, listen, I know you can act. I know you're good. I know you can do your thing. But right now, I need you to be able to make him look better than he actually is. And I went, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm on it. Dude, and John Amos. Said, if you do that, he's a man. He said, if you do that, you'll be in this business for a long time. So I'm like, all right. So I just saw him. They did a remount of Good Times. And I said, hey, John, do you remember when you told me that? He said, yes, I do. He said, and you're <laughs> still here. I said, and thank you. <laughs> it's got to feel so, good. Yeah, so it's different, Jeff. I hope I answered the question. I know no, that was lot, fantastic. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, I obviously love all different forms of storytelling. So I'm always just curious what it's like on the other side. Really interesting it's to get different. that perspective. Yeah. Got to know what you're walking into. <laughs> just, a, just as an aside, John, John Amos was the only thing I liked about Die Hard 2. <laughs> He was he was the well, best. Wait until you see. Did you see Coming to America? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I've seen Coming to America. Do you about remember a when he ran down the sta ran up the stairs? He found out the king. You know, James Earl Jones was a yep. king, or uh, Eddie Murphy was, a, and he ran up the stairs and he fell. That was real. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a crap call. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> but John and Jim Brown, John and Jim Brown were great friends. They both were athletes together coming up. Yeah, he was, he was a football player. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, uh, that's. But yeah, wait, wait until you see the new one. Tidbit. Oh yeah, I got all kinds of them. Some of them I can't talk about. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Justin, I think you got a real good question actually that I'm. Uh, I've been waiting to hear you get to. If you want to throw that. Yeah. Out there. So. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. Fun one. Oh no, it, it it it's 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 not not that juicy, but um you know, Barrett as a character is a very politically and socially charged character. And you know, the past few years we've seen so many things in the world changing on those fronts. How did that inform your performance um as Barrett in Final Fantasy 7 because I remember when I was playing it 
for me, like Final Fantasy VII was the first game I ever finished from beginning to end by myself. So playing the remake was really cool, seeing how relevant a lot of the story still was. Um, but I'm curious as to how um, you, you know, kind of look through the lens of, you know, where we are at as a society but while, like, deciding how to go forward with this character. Well, prior to um, going through what we're going through currently, you know, COVID as well as, uh, I hate to say it, race wars, which I think is, is horrible for our country. I just wish we could find that same unity that we had. Uh, when the towers fell and we came together as a nation together. Um, but playing Barrett was very, very, uh, I took it very serious. One, um, I wanted to represent who I was as a, a man of character, uh, a man of God. Um, and then two, I wanted to represent my family well. Um, and then I wanted to represent what I stood for with my people. I did not want Barrett to be a caricature. I didn't want them to look at him as a big angry black brute. I wanted them to see the different um, the different dynamics, the different layers of Barrett. Uh, he's a man. Um, he's a man who just so happened to grow up uh, working in a coal mine or a mine. Uh, you have to know his background to understand the story arc. Uh, when the first game first started showing, when Square Enix first started showing clips and highlights of the game, you saw this big emotional guy giving speeches and, you know, shooting. And But, you know, when you play the game, hopefully people will see this is how he started and this is why he started that way. And now this is where he went and this is where he's going. And then this is where he ended up until we, you know, see him again. So I was very, very cautious about how I portrayed him. I didn't want to portray him as um, how a lot of people portray African-Americans, especially African-American men, uh, not just here in our, our country, but uh, across the world. I'll never forget going to Mexico and seeing all of these comic books on the, on the newsstand because I was the only child. I'm a comic book dude, right? And they were all these horrible depictions of black folks and how we were perceived uh, in the States during slavery. And they had all these comic books, Little Black Sambo and um, Aunt Jemima, all these crazy things that were, were not who we are. And I saw that in Mexico and then I saw that overseas. And I just was like, this is horrible. This is what we've portrayed, how we're portrayed uh, here in the States. And people have adapted that because that's what they think. Uh, I know it's true because I'll never forget going to do a show in a remote area, a, a stage show, uh, and they said, "Oh, wow, you're not like them. These kids. We did it for. We did a show uh, for kids." So I said, "Like, not like who?" I said, "You're not like those guys on MTV because that's all they saw was whoever was performing on MTV or entertainers or whatever it may be." I th think at the time it was. Um, Flavor Flav and Public Enemy, and they, they thought everybody was like that. I'm like, no, well, Flavor Flav is a very educated dude, but it, it got to a point where it's like, man, I'm too young to be explaining this to grown folks and kids who haven't been talked to by their parents or teachers or grown folks. So I realized then that I have to make sure that the, the mantle that I've been given is to make sure that people understand that we're all pink on the inside. We're people. 
And um, there's different cultures, there's different races, there's different creeds, and there's something great out of every one of them that we can adapt and we can look at and we can be around and we can, you know, uh, accept. And so I wanted to make sure that he wasn't portrayed that way. And uh, I did the best I could at it. Um, even though the, 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 I would get 200 letters that said, Hey, great job. Oh my God. I, you know, back in the 97, when he was so crazy, I was like, yeah, I know how he, I didn't want to do that. And then I would get two people that would say, man, I hate it, Barry. That was so you made, you just made him sound so black. And I'm like, well, first of all, he is black. Uh, <laughs> second of all, Barrett, Barrett sounds like one of my uncles. That's how I, I took a little bit of my uncle. I took a little bit of different people that I've known in life, and that's how Barrett came. I took a little bit of me and put it all together and came up with the voice for Barrett. Um, and it's very, it's so funny. My wife said, why are you looking at two, the 200 that loved you and you're so affected by the two that didn't? And I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. And I said, well, maybe it's because uh, the two that, that didn't didn't see the whole thing. They didn't play the game. They didn't see the whole thing. And the two that didn't, one of them was a person who is my own race. And I was like, well, that's, that was tough for me, you know? So, but everybody that I learned the hard way, uh, you know, I got tough skin because I played football and was an athlete all my life. I learned that everybody is going to say what they say. Everybody is going to either like it or not. Yep. You know, it's just how it is. I can't let it affect me. I got to keep on rolling and do what I do. I mean, I think a lot of people were worried too coming up before they really got to hear like more of your performance because Barrett's just such an incredible character, but it's, it's also always been kind of hard to break away from, you know, kind of the Mr. T caricature that was always a little bit present to some degree. And, you know, uh, Bo Billingsley before you did the best he could with the direction. He's he's incredible. I love Bo Billingsley. Um, But I remember even me, I was a little concerned you know, not the, I'm not the kind of person to go out and like yell about things or I'm like, look, I'm gonna give everything a chance and I'm gonna see how it turns out. And I remember starting FF seven remake up and hearing you was Barrett. And the, the more and more the game goes on, the more and more you see the man behind Barrett and you kind of see like yeah. the, it's as mm-hmm. much of a character that he himself is playing because it's what he's gotta be to be the freedom fighter you know, and, and right. then you get that downtime with his daughter and you get to see, you know, just so much breadth to this character. So by the end of it, he's still every bit is just like, just like full energy out there. But you realize that that's him hyping himself up, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's the man he he is because the man he has to be. And and I, mm-hmm. I loved how in a certain way that super high energy was turned into a component of the character you know, rather the character. So by the end of it, I mean, I went from being a little worried to downright loving the the way the character oh, yeah. was done, from the writing to your performance. So I think you changed some hearts and minds on. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Well, those la- those right. layers is like Thank absolutely you. came through because uh, my wife sat down for just a couple hours while I was playing the game, and her first reaction is like, "This guy's got a gun for an arm. Like, what? What is this?" And, <laughs> and she was like crying an hour later, just at one of the scenes with Marlene, just. Because the the father aspect of the character, and there's just so much like it, the, it his appearance betrays the actual character, and there's just so much more beneath the surface. So yeah, absolutely. 
Well, and like what 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 really got me? Uh, uh, sorry, Finn. I just want to say this real quick, and then I'll kick it over to you. What uh, what some of my favorite scenes with Barrett was uh, being a father myself. Not just the scenes with Marlene, where you know we found that decidedly softer tone. Like you know, okay, Barrett. You know, Barrett's got to be a parent now. But also when Barrett started understanding the uh the way jesse and biggs had done about the consequences of his actions and and you know about uh about you know the fallout from from what avalanche was doing not just against shinra but against you know against people who had nothing to do with shinra and watching him grow as a character over the over the 40 hours it took to to get through the game was what really refreshing, like, you know, because everybody has their everybody has their conceptions of Barrett from 1997 as this big, loud, angry character. But you brought a level of nuance to Barrett that I don't think anybody was expecting. And I thought was refreshing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. I loved I loved every bit of it. Finn, go ahead. Uh, just it. my question is, uh, it, it's getting it's going to dip its toes into the hypothetical. Um, so you have a staggering amount of credits in the anime and video game realm. But Barrett, I think, is pretty clearly one of your largest leading roles. Uh, so if you could take this momentum and you could choose your next role, what game would you want to play the uh, uh, and which character? So what game would you want remade and who would you want to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Man, that's a good question, Finn. Um, <laughs> I have always been a fan of, well, there's two games that I absolutely love. Uh, Nathan Drake in um, Uncharted, and uh, I absolutely love God of War. Uh, there's several other games that I, I really like, but I would love to be a significant character next to the lead because i think the lead is i think both leads when tony did it back in the day he was incredible and the new cat who's doing it uh now incredible i would love to have a significant uh role in one of those games um i also would love for there to be a black character in um a male character in uh the uncharted series but i think it's done now um and then i also would yeah, man, you never know. I mean, he's got a and daughter. Also... Nate's got a daughter, you know, and, you know, I mean. Mm-hmm. True, true. I would also love to do, um, there was another one. Uh, oh, what was the one where he was the Shadow of, not Shadow of Colossus, the Mordor one. Um, oh, Shadow, Shadow, of, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow yeah. Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, yeah. I would love to do a character in that that's not an orc. But that's also a ranger. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I there's so many you. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many orcs, and like they weren't like. I mean, the only one was the one at the end. You know, it was like he had he was a man. But you know, so but I don't want to just do black characters. Um, I don't want to do just characters stereotypically because you're black, then you get to do. However, I also want to fight for there to be more black characters in anime. In video games, um, you know, we've seen a lot of black characters in, I guess, the Marvel universe, some in the DC universe, but that's just how it was back then. They didn't create black characters. And I, I wish that someone would, but there is a company called Noir Caesar, and they have an anime. There's a basketball player named Johnny, 
and Johnny said, hey, you know what? I grew up watching anime, and I didn't see anybody who looked like me in it. So let's have uh, a whole anime company where there's people of color along with people who aren't of color. And I said, hey, that's awesome because that's the real world, you know? And um, so I would love to be a part of something where I didn't just have to play a black character. I love playing black characters because I can give them some justice as opposed to how I think a lot of people write for us. Um, but, you know, the next job is hopefully a big job. I hope that uh, and pray that the momentum, as you say, from Final Fantasy VII spins off to more work because I love what I do. I love, I love voiceover. I used to say that if I could do voiceover and get paid uh, well doing it over or compared to camera, film, and television, then I would do voiceover in a heartbeat. I mean, how many jobs do you get to go? You wake up in the morning and throw on a shirt. Don't have to brush your teeth if you don't want to. You go and talk <laughs> on a mic. It's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I love what I do. I love performing, and I love creating, and I love uh, developing characters. And I love what I do. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have this be the job as opposed to have to take on other jobs to take care of my family. So hope that answered the question. That's it a did. Answer. The, the best part about that is there is no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever popped up into the top of your head. And just because I didn't get to talk about it, uh, I just also wanted to thank you for your role as Barrett. It was just a really great take on the character and resonated with a lot of people myself included and it's uh Thank you. It, it, it's hard because like john and others mentioned he's such a storied character and one of the most largest most beloved games of all time it's not an easy thing to step into and you not only did but you just crushed it so i appreciate it you know bo bo is a very dear friend he's he's the man i mean Everyone was complaining about, you know, Bo not doing it and the old cast not doing it. And I'm like, man, Bo's my friend. I, I don't care who says what they're going to say. They're not going to pit me against Bo. He's the dude. I, I personally think in Advent Children, he didn't have enough lines. The character wasn't in there long enough. And I wish they would have let him have more time in it. You know, I know it's a changing of the guard if they want to call it whatever it is. But it's a fun role to do. It's just that you have to be cautious uh, and how you want to approach it. I made sure that my directors and our translators knew that I didn't want to round off any uh, syllables. I wanted to make sure that certain syllables were clipped because I didn't want people saying, oh, stereotypically, that's how people talk that are black. I didn't want that. I wanted to make sure that enunciation was uh, important. I wanted to make sure that his, ethnic, his ethnicity was uh, portrayed well. Um, you know, I just, I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up. All right, I so got. I thank you guys for letting me know. Yeah, I got our last question, uh, and this one is is good for all of us. Now, specifically, to not tell the rest of the crew this question, because I want everybody, I want everybody to get hit with this one. All right. Now, mm. in the vein of Barrett, all right. Let's say he has your a right arm, arms gets gets right lopped off. And replace with that big old honking machine gun, right? Now, <laughs> and please keep your answers, PG-13 folks. What is the worst way that impacts your life? <laughs> to have just big old, big old honking minigun stuck on the end of your arm. Have one less hand on you. But, B, 
big old gun. I'll let, I'll what does let that do all y'all go first. John, I'll let all I'm going to hit you first. first. I'm going to put you on the spot. Our John, the, the sad John. Oh, man. Uh, sad John. <laughs> well, I mean, this. so Derek, big caveat here. Which hand? Um. So here's the question. Is it worse if I say right hand or predominant hand? Because we don't really know that mm. Barrett's right hand, that he was a righty. So let's say so predominant let's hand. Here. Let's say predominant oh, hand. No. Let's say your good right hand, hand goes. I'm right-handed. So let's say my right hand was was cut off and replaced with a machine gun, right? Man, this question don't feel right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, worst thing about that would be... I'll, I'll go. I, I'll go if John's trying Jeff, no, Jeff, get creative. Uh, John, I'm I, sex. I, I know a lot about your life that I, gets immediately so screwed up. We, we talked about things that bring us joy, and I mentioned I like to play video games. Let me tell you, <laughs> playing video games with a machine gun would be fucking challenging. I'd be, and I'm not, I'm not clear on, I'm not clear on how, what mechanism controls the machine gun. Like, would I accidentally set it off while I'm trying to play just Final Fantasy or Uncharted mad and, shoot and just through the chew through my controller? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that would be a big one. I think would be not being able to, or, you know, just trying to use my mouse on my computer and do my my nine to five job, uh, you know, all those things would be uh, quite challenging. But yeah, I'd like to play some video games, and a, a a gun on my hand would would make that quite hard. Trying, I think probably trying to work out, right? Like trying to exercise. You're always afraid. Like you're balancing the weights on your on your and the mini gun on your arm. You're always worried that there's going to be <laughs> discharge. Or like you're running. You're running and like, oh my god, I get it. like, like, does my gun have a safety, Der uh, Derek? Like, like, there's no safety on this gun. I would assume. I don't right? know. It's a so, good question. If you can't work out with that arm, is your like <coughs> other side just going to be jacked and you're going to have a gun? But like, twitch <laughs> bicep <laughs> on that. Side. Like, yeah, like, how do you like? That's the thing. Like, Baird is so jacked on both of his arms. Like, but that doesn't make any sense because he can't lift with his with his. He right has arm. to lift you, that. You know, he didn't always have one arm. He didn't always have one arm. You guys know how he lost his arm, right? He, oh yeah, no, he got shot off. He got shot off by uh, by Dying. Scarlet. Yeah, when he was trying to save that. his friend. You know, John. You know that. So, our John, I'm surprised he didn't say cooking. <laughs> so yeah, so I love to cook, right? Like everybody knows that I love to cook, but honestly, I, look. You just take a spatula and you stick it in one of the barrel holes, and you just—I mean, like, yeah. like, actually, you can do that. You just inspect your gadget. You pull like burger patties between each barrel and like spin them around to flip them. You can make this work. About <laughs> like, like, dude, honestly, like, look, that minigun has six barrels, right? You just stick a utensil in every barrel, and when you want to switch. You just you just switch barrels. That's all. Like you can cooking, you can make that work. I bet you can whisk eggs like a son of a bitch with that yeah, thing. <laughs> like, yeah, if you need to blend something, like no, you can you can make you can make that work. Absolutely. Like honestly, if you're a professional chef, I would recommend you get your arm cut off and replaced with a, a mini. <laughs> so. The thing that went through my mind as soon as you asked that question, Derek, was the fact that I worked at a school at my previous job. <laughs> and and I, I feel like 
I feel like the lifeguard at the school pool having a giant minigun for an arm would be a real statement to send to the kids. <laughs> yeah, a statement. Those kids are fucking safe. <laughs> On the other hand, you better do your homework. On Fourth of July, just, just, just stick some fireworks in each one of those barrels and just start and just start sh- like like point your hand point your arm in the arm in there and just go like mm-hmm. like you know like it would having a gun arm would be difficult in some aspects of your life but in other aspects it'd be you know like you could actually do things you know like like i'm saying i go back to cooking i go back to cooking like you could be an amazing chef mm-hmm. <sighs> so far i haven't heard too much bad about this give us something bad like finn, what could you not do? finn finn we, we need your answer uh, I guess because I'm a lefty and we're doing predominant, I think something that immediately comes to mind that would be impacted in just like a, a constantly aggravating way is trying to drive. Because you have one handed. No, no. Where, where's that other hand turn to go? signals, bro? Giant gun. See, if I was right-handed, I could rest it on the uh, on on the on the like center console, but it's left-handed, so it's wedged out the window. Okay, am I always going to have more damage? That's what vaguely threatening. Yeah, and then what if yeah, it rains? Yeah, no one's going to cut you off. <laughs> Not a single person's cutting <laughs> off the guy with a minigun for an what, arm. What if it rains? It rains, and will be it pulled just over constantly. every trip. And I can't just like drop it down because <laughs> then it's just me and the door. That, that would just be the worst. I would have to move to Europe where they drive on the other side, and then I'd be like, okay, now I'm cool. <laughs> well, then what if you're driving <laughs> stick and <laughs> But they, <laughs> but the problem is I wouldn't be able to go to Europe because I can't fly because I have a gun for my arm. So you how am I buy an extra security? <laughs> and it's not a concealed carry permit because you can't fucking conceal it. So therefore, you're stuck where you put are. Put a bag over put it. A mitten, put a mitten on the end, like a cooking They're mitten. Just, for everybody, sure. I be positive. I'm pretty sure you could just check the gun. <laughs> you could get you could get a job as a birthday party entertainer. Just pour like a bunch of like bubble. Uh, solution into the barrels and just, blow, 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 just blow bubbles. John, like, you, you should know how guns work, and that is not. I know how guns work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! You can just rig an apparatus to fire bubbles out of your out of all the barrels. Like you can make this work. Like oh. you know what? You know what? I don't this see any negative here. This is a random aside and a tangent, but I need uh, uh, Cool John to answer this question. How does Barrett get all the ammo? For that gun, what happens? Because it never runs out. Explain. Break, break it down. I just think, How, where does that I think every time he, you know, every time he charges and he hits it down, it must be reloaded from somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You got that's a Square Enix. Question. That's got to send a vibration up the arm too to slam that right? on the ground. Yeah. That's actually, so that's actually why his arm is so jacked. He keeps working it by by by, by charging Wait, it up. <laughs> I need something to clip that yeah. moment right there where John's like, you just got a jacket. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't. Well, your other question. Your chat, other get question. on it. Get on it, chat. That better okay. be in Discord in like 10 minutes. No. Your other question, though, I think one of the hardest things to do, and he, I'm sure, you know, he's, he's taught himself. I don't know if you guys have seen um, the video of the lady who doesn't have arms, who does everything with her feet. She changed her baby's diapers and everything. I think changing uh, Marlene's diaper when she was a little one with one arm would be pretty mm-hmm. pretty hard. To oh do. yeah, that yeah was as you adapt, because like there are people who've who've had to ad- go their whole lives like that. But when you've just had your mm-hmm. arm blown off and you're having to adapt to that life, 
Like that's yeah, definitely a that's challenge. Tough. Yeah, that's tough. So. But you know what? Hey, you know, you know what? I will cover you, John. You gave me a negative. I'll give you a positive. Everybody knows he's got the wrecking ball, right? Attach a bowling ball to that sucker, and you can go bowling anytime you want. Like, mm-hmm. like, like it's too like every time. Every time there's a there's a positive for you know when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. You know that's what you got to yeah. do. You hear the soldier talk about blowing bubbles and bowling balls here? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you could do something. You're so, you crazy. Do- <laughs> <laughs> but I love the positivity. What, I'm trying to keep. I'm trying my best to keep it positive. I'm against I got you. It's, I it's gotta fight back against the 2020 vibes. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're. Uh, <laughs> We're we're bumping. That was a great question. We're yeah. uh, yes, we're, Bronson with the clip. Sorry. Bronson, uh, yeah, Bronson got the clip. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're 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 bumping up against our time here. Um, uh, but John, I got to tell you, this this was great. Like like you have been you have been an absolutely delightful guest. And uh, oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Like seriously, like we we need more positivity in the world right now, and 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 I, that's what you brought. And th- thank you for that, man. Oh, thank all of you. You've been excellent hosts, and thank you so much for letting me come on. I appreciate it. It's been fun. This is this was this was absolutely fantastic. Um, and dude, you've got you've got an open door. Anytime you want to come back on, we are more than we are more than happy to have you. Cool. cool. And also, if I you see us at PAX it. again, absolutely come bug us. Interrupt yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, please do. I'm going to see you before PAX, right? Hopefully, oh, yeah. if, if um, I don't know the dates yet, go on, go to KupoCon's website, and hopefully I'll, I'll see you um, as, if they have one before PAX. I'll see at least two of you. Yeah. And think, well, think no, you. maybe three if it's I might be able to see J- Justin, too, if it's in Toronto, right? Or And, say, and Jeff, yeah, no, where? I'll find I mean, him that's, <laughs> that's it. That's if there. That's if there's some cons yeah. in the near future. Yeah. So let's right. hope. I won't well, be able to make it. talking about rescheduling. Everybody's talking about rescheduling. Um, I think after February, they think that I, that might be a possibility. I hope it is. Yeah. Um, I hope so. Too. I already know that there's something happening in Vegas. Uh, I think it's either February or March that they've already asked me to come out, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Vegas yeah, we'll does not seem happens. to be the the model for cautious behavior. To be fair, no. <laughs> but you know what? I, I haven't heard anything. See, here's the deal: the numbers are going up, but the deaths aren't, and that's the weirdest thing. The deaths when when this thing first hit, the the numbers of the deaths, oh, it was horrible. It was just, I mean, you know, you're in New York. It was it was horrible. Um, but the death the death count is not going up. And I don't know if you know, I know people are saying, don't test. I'm like, you have to test. Because my wife, she wanted to go to the doctor. She has to go to the doctor to take a stress test. Well, you can't go to the doctor if they don't know if you have COVID or not. So you have to take a test to go to the doctor. My younger son plays basketball. We were supposed to be at a tournament, which they've canceled them all. Thank goodness. Um, In order to play, you had to take a test weekly to make sure that you did not have COVID. So because I was going to be his dad and go with him and be in the stands, I had to take the test with him. So we were always negative. So you have to take the test. So you have more people now taking tests because they have to go to the doctor. They have to go into the job. They have to, you know, do something. 
So that's why you're seeing so many numbers of people who didn't think they had it because they don't have symptoms, but the number of deaths don't seem to be the same. Thank God right now. It's almost like nothing's following any rules. There's no, none of it makes any damn sense. And I'm just It's going to be a long time before we figure this thing out. I'm just trying to make it out the other side, folks. That's all I got, you know? Right. Right. Now watch, watch in November, (laughs) by the end of November, there's going to be a cure for COVID. Not not a vaccine, a cure. <laughs> There's going to be world peace. There's going to be. <laughs> now I'm. I'm. Uh, this is the things I, I hope you know. But <laughs> after the election, <laughs> after the election, all this fear is going to die down so much. Hopefully. I sure hope. I sure you hope. Know, I mean, I want to live in so. that world. You know, Finn. The stock speaks. I, I the stock in that world. Uh, there's <laughs> someone that wanted to say hi to John. Oh, great. I don't think that uh, I think she's John, too far away from the mic. John, we can't we, we can't yeah, hear. Talk. We can't hear. She's too what she's too soft. I, the, I don't think. <laughs> hey, you better get you better get on camera so I can see your face, lovely lady. Want you to say hi on camera. Hi, what's happening? I didn't even hear that. Okay. <laughs> I heard a squeak. Poor Finn dragging. Hey, Finn, you got a beautiful stock up. You got a beautiful sake. It's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it, is. it is. So much of it is nice COVID. She, she can't go anywhere, so it all worked out. I love that you play the games. Oh heck yeah! Did she hear that? She did. did, did she, cool, cool. I love that. Uh, folks, it's been a good one tonight. I needed this. This has been great. I needed this, this is fun. I needed. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, absolutely! And I'm man. glad we didn't do it. I'm glad we didn't do it earlier. We've been stuck in the midst of, oh my God, what's about to happen next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the moment of peace, right? <laughs> do, we have exactly. any, uh, do we have any um, any house uh, any housekeeping to do, Derek? Um, not to my knowledge, other than we're going to be doing like a flurry of guests starting in August. Um, but cool. I don't think we have any any specific things coming up like next week that need to be talked about other than another normal show oh, so bust. Cu- although i do want to throw out uh coming up in the next um couple days we will have posted our last of us part two spoiler cast right um i want to throw a big thank you to jeff because um we had some issues behind the scenes and he worked so hard to edit edit it together so that we could get something to put out and have it be coherent and i really appreciate it and right. i'm excited yep. for that talk to get out nice Jeff, i got nothing better to do these days so I, all i did was just pour a drink <laughs> and sit in front of my computer oh, for a few hours but i i have one thing derek yeah uh i now now that i feel like it, it's it's a better time to launch it the first episode of finterviews will be going up soon oh excellent Ooh, who's the who's the interviewee finn uh the developers of foregone Oh, nice. Awesome. Nice. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to hearing that music that Julian cooked up for you, too. Ah, it's going to be good stuff. Yay. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to check out out CrossCode tonight, too. Oh, man, dude, you're going to love it. I love that game so much. Oh, it's so so good. I'm going to play it literally the minute we're done with our our podcast tonight. Like, I'm (laughs) having my Twitch. He's not kidding. Crosscode until 2 a.m. I've got my switch ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting nice. for this. Yeah. Yes, Ben. All right. Nice. Well, uh, if nobody's got anything else, thank you once again to uh, John Eric Bentley. Um, thank you. Thank you so 
much. Uh, you were you were absolutely wonderful. Um, and uh, hey, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until we see you next time, take care of each other, be safe, and we'll see you later.